Are you the kind of gal who's not interested in how things used to be in the hair industry? Who wants to hear from ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga, and join me as I interview and learn and get curious about other hairstylists I believe are living life on their own terms, defining what success means for them and living lives in alignment with that. Let's dive in. I'm so excited to have my course, She Nets Worth, be available and ready for you when the time comes. So I wish when I went independent almost eight years ago that I had a roadmap, I had a framework, I had systems, and I had a benchmark for knowing where things needed to be and what I needed to be doing. And for that reason, um, and the journey that I took to get here and to find a way to be able to operate my salon studio business in a way that allows me to have a life. I'm so passionate about sharing what I've done to be able to do that. And so She Nets Worth, my signature course, is is me bottling up everything that I do behind the chair, everything I do behind the scenes in my business to allow me to have kind of basically the life of my dreams. So please, if you are someone who has gone independent and feels like they can't eat, they're just treading water, or if you're someone who is wanting to go independent or not even sure if it's the right thing for you, all of these questions will be answered. And it is such a personal journey, but I promise you that you will get gain clarity, systems, and processes, and just your stress level and your uncertainty will just dissipate because the course is designed for you. It's me, me of yesteryear. So join me there. She Nets Worth is at my website, wavemaking.com backslash course. All right, guys. So today I want to talk about how Instagram, you know, can be so amazing and can be so terrible but it's really inspired by this quote I saw from Jonah Hill. He, he said something along the lines of, okay, so it's all about Instagram, but let me see where it says what he says. Okay, too many people are completely broke because their Instagram lifestyle is too expensive to maintain. Forget fake it till you make it. Remember, save it till you make it. You have to care more about how you feel in real life than how strangers feel about you on the internet. And I love this last part. The most convincing sign that someone is truly living their best life is their lack of desire to show the world that they're living their best life. Your best life won't seek validation. And I've been feeling like uninspired to post on Instagram lately. And I have I felt that way for a long time. I've felt like, yes, it could be good for my business you know, to show hairstylists more of like my life and like how some parts of it could be aspirational or like, you know, like look at my house and look at, you know, my kind of perfect baby. And, and I, I find myself being like, no, I don't have interest in perpetuating that stereotype of like my life's perfect. I feel like I want people to know that I have a family. I want people to know that I have found a way to love doing hair and be a business owner and a mom and a wife and have a life that I feel like is a, has abundance in it. But I have never felt drawn to showing off 
the things in my life. And I, and I'm not saying everyone's doing that. I just feel personally for me, you're never going to see me post a picture of me in front of my house and be like, homeowner, it's just not me. You're not going to see me post, you know, and, and again, it's no slam on people that are doing that. It's just for me, I feel like I've gotten to a place in my life where I don't, ever want someone to feel bad um, having left me. I don't want someone, and and here's the reality. There probably probably are still people that I rub the wrong way. I can't not, it can't not be myself, you know, and that's not going to be for everyone. But the idea that we need people to validate our lives for them to be valid and like I need people to, you know, like, you know, my life for it to be real. And I don't know, I guess... To me, I feel like I want the work that I do to to stand on its own and maybe more people would buy my course if they knew how awesome my life was, if I shared more of it. I just don't want to. I just don't want to. I had this conversation like three or four years ago with Teddy Bickers in an Uber after leaving Create and Cultivate event. I said, I was a little buzzed and I said, if you were asked, because this is when like we were talking about influencers, if someone said... I will pay you, I don't know what amount of money. I think I said $10,000 at the time, but let's say it's more. If somebody said, will you sell this hemorrhoid cream? Will you sell it on your page? And like, you'll get paid a lot. And I said, absolutely not. I'm sure Teddy did too, because she's class act. But I remember the Uber driver just like laughing. And I'm like, no, like really, like what are you willing, like you know, and like, I guess Lisa Rinna, you know, she's someone who she's, she's like, I would, she would sell anything. And like, I totally respect her. It's just for me personally, it is not in alignment with who I am as a person. Like I'm not gonna use my platform to sell hemorrhoid cream, even if it means walking away from money. I know, call me crazy. It's just, I've got, it's just, it's got to feel congruent to me. And it, that wouldn't be that for me. I don't know. It was just a funny conversation. I don't even know how I picked hemorrhoid cream. I just thought like, that would be something that'd be kind of hard to sell, you know? And like, how does it, what does it have to do with hairstylists? You know, I just, I just used it as an example, but I don't know. I think just this idea of like needing people's validation, needing to appear successful, needing people to know how awesome we're doing tends to be a bit of a red flag as in like, maybe things aren't going so awesome that you need you need strangers on the internet tell you how great it's going. And again, this is no slam on other people. I'm just saying for me personally, I don't invest a lot of time in curating my life um, because it just doesn't feel authentic to me because life's messy. And the, yeah, like things that, have, things that have been so messy, like are kind of, I, I remember... Ed Milet, he's one of my favorite podcasters. He spoke at uh, the Rise Business Conference when I was there, and he talked about how he bought this house. Uh, he bought this property that had a little house in the corner, and he's like, I want to buy that property someday. He had a dream of it, and I'm going to put a house right there. So then contractors come out, and they say, listen, like no one's built a house here because it's on rock. Like it's You'd have to, to like use machinery and like basically like pound the shit out of it to make a house foundation possible. 
he's like, well, how, how long do you think it would take? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, how much is the machine for a week? And he's like, it's like 30,000 a week. And I don't know how many weeks it would take. So I guess like a year and a half later, he still has these machines every week pounding on the rock. And the end of the day, everyone was like, Eddie, you, you got to walk away from this. Like you can't keep doing this. This is a mess. Like you're, you're not going to be able to do what you want to do. But he stayed focused on this dream and he did it. And the, the point of it isn't like just bad. The point is he's like the bigger of a mess you're willing to make, the more solid of a foundation you're going to create. And so I guess for me, I feel like I had my life had to become a big, big mess for me to get the gold of it, like my daughter and my home life and the relationship, all of it, it came from such a big mess that I don't feel for me personally, uh, when I don't really want to talk about it, but also I feel like it's not telling the whole story when I share bits and pieces of how awesome it is today. And so like that's why that story really spoke to me because like if you were to drive by or be on the lake in Idaho and go buy this house, it's like, oh my God, that house is so amazing. But you probably wouldn't have the context of how hard someone worked to make it possible. And yeah, I think that I just, for me, I'm more interested in being authentic to myself. And if that kind of comes off as being like private or not sharing as much, like, I guess I'm okay with that because having a, a, a life that feels awesome doesn't need, doesn't seek the validation that one would otherwise say they need. I want to look at that quote one more time. Yeah, your best life won't seek validation. That just fucking gets me, you know? And I think another example of being like in a good place and knowing that difference is, you know, a few weeks ago, I had a podcast, I mean, I had an Instagram post that got shared without the context of the numbers being uh, for independent stylists. And what happened was a firestorm of salon owners having a lot of issues with the diagram I had made, which in hindsight, I can see where I could see how they would be, something would come up for them with the numbers. But at the same time, I'm not responsible for their words or how they chose to handle it. And I definitely feel like there was a miscommunication as far as like, oh, this is for independent stylists. And I did not make that clear. But at the end of the day, I just kept thinking about after reading all these nasty posts, I mean, comments from people, I was looking around and I'm like, look at like my husband, look at my dog, look at my daughter. And they're all wanting me to be present here. And I'm getting inundated with abuse from strangers on the internet. And I think it goes back to being like, thank God that I'm not seeking validation from all of these people because I got the opposite of it, right? Like every, I felt everyone hated me. It was like, oh my gosh. Like it was, and like, it makes me sad for children now that are on Instagram and like how much they're talking about how hard it is for young girls. I'm like, yeah. I mean, if I were a young girl seeing the kind of comments that people were writing and the slams and the digs and the just personal, you know, attacks people were 
taking at my character, I'm like, uh, this could have gone a totally another direction. Like, yeah, I was like absent-minded until I, you know, created a, a kind of like a revised the original post because I want to take 100% ownership of what I write and it not being clear. But outside of that, I was like, why do we do this? Like, why am I, why am I making this stuff? I just had this moment of like, why am I making this stuff? Like trying to help people and then being abused by strangers on the internet when I've got this beautiful family that's just wanting me to be present with them. And I'm like completely checked out right now because I've got a, I've got so-and-so telling me I'm a horrible human being. And I don't know, it just kind of put it in perspective for me of like, this can't be your focus because it's not real. Yeah. You're like, your best life is not going to seek validation. It's just not. And I think that, you know, it was kind of a cool takeaway of like, well, like this didn't ruin my day. And that says a lot about where I was to where I am today. And um, I went to my sister's house and she's like, oh, how's your day been? I'm like, oh, just spent the morning being trolled on the internet. How are you? And it was like, I made fun of it. And then I drove home and someone rear-ended me and I, I, I still had a great day, you know? And every, you know, my baby was okay. I was okay. It was just, it was just like, okay, like in the grand scheme of things, like I've got an awesome life and Instagram trolls aside and getting rear-ended. It's like, I have it all in perspective and it doesn't mean it's always awesome. It wasn't my favorite day, but I still found meaning in it. And I still found a way to keep perspective of like, so what's the worst that happens, Lindsay? What's the worst thing that can happen? It's like, you know, getting rear-ended makes things go into perspective really fast. You're like, oh, I'm so glad my baby's okay. I'm so glad I'm okay. And then still had a, you know, like life is good. And um, yeah, I just want to share that with you guys to say that if you're feeling like you're not as into it lately, or you don't have the energy to, you know, curate your life, don't, you know, like, I just think show up in a way that feels most authentic and easy for you and um, not seeking other people's admiration because it's an empty, it's an empty goal. It doesn't actually feed your spirit, feed your soul and uh, your best life. It does not care what strangers on the internet think. It will really, it will really empower you to just start living because after that little scenario. It made me, well, it also made me want to just be like, check your headings. You know, this is someone with that in, in growing up had a learning disability. Like it's kind of like the grammar police and all that. It's like, just please. Okay. Get over yourself. So we're just showing up imperfectly and just save it. But I love you all. And I hope you have a wave making day and I will talk to you next week.